Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. President Trump in New York twice in two weeks, first in Manhattan for an arraignment. Soros stooge Alvin Bragg, the DA, going after Trump with charges that every legal expert I've talked with say are complete nonsense. No crime, no facts, pure nonsense, and political persecution. Just like the New York Attorney General Letitia James case. Trump in town last week to give his deposition in the civil case that has no victims, no harm, no losses of any kind, a business fraud case that is, again, just political persecution. He testified for seven hours and didn't take the fifth even once. Americans know what all of this really is. We're now in the eighth straight year of the Marxist Dems political persecution of Donald Trump. Think about that. Eight years. And President Trump is right to think last week's harassment will lead to even higher poll numbers. It's, it was a sad day in many ways, and in many days, ways it was a beautiful day because the people understand. I didn't know this was happening, but the poll numbers have gone through the roof. The people get it. And the other ones are hoaxes also. You know, the box hoax. Look at Biden. He's got 1,850 boxes. And, you know, that's a hoax. And then the one in Atlanta where I had a perfect phone call. This is all weaponization. They're weaponizing our justice system, Tucker. And they think if they go and give you a subpoena, you know, I guess I'm very well known and people understand it and they get it. And maybe I have a bigger platform so I can explain it. But if you're somebody, a Republican, let's say, running for office and you get a subpoena, you might as well resign because you're not going to be able to survive it. And the voters aren't going to handle it. The voters aren't going to take it. What they're doing is weaponizing the system, and there's never been anything like it. When he's elected president next year, President Trump promises to go after all the sorry Soros-sponsored district attorneys. Trump says he'll hire 100 U.S. attorneys that will be the exact opposite of the Soros attorneys to undo the damage of the Soros prosecutors and get rid of the Marxists and the DOJ. There is no more dire threat to the American way of life than the corruption and weaponization of our justice system. And it's happening all around us. If we cannot restore the fair and impartial rule of law, we will not be a free country. As president, it will be my personal mission to restore the scales of justice in America. We want fairness and equality under the law. And to that end, I will appoint U.S. attorneys who will be the polar opposite of the Soros district attorneys and others that are being appointed throughout the United States. Very unfair to our population, very unfair to our country. They will be the 100 most ferocious legal warriors against crime and communist corruption that this country has ever seen. 
As we completely overhaul the Federal Department of Justice and FBI, we will also launch sweeping civil rights investigations into Marxist local district attorneys. And that's what we have. They're Marxists in many cases. By refusing to charge countless crimes, these Soros prosecutors appear to be engaging in selective enforcement based on illegal racial discrimination. In Chicago, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and every other city where these maniacs have taken over, the DA's offices should face federal subpoenas of their staff, their emails, and their records to determine whether they have blatantly violated federal civil rights law. As part of this effort, there should be a federal inquiry into the Soros prosecutor in Austin, Texas, who charged a veteran with murder for defending himself against a threat by a heavily armed member of a radical left mob. I will also order the Department of Justice to establish a task force on protecting the right to self-defense, which is under siege nationwide. In addition, we will have a complete investigation into the use of police state tactics by federal authorities to arrest conservatives and Christians. We will find out who ordered it, and we will hold them totally accountable. There is much more that we must do. We have to confront this radicalized law in schools. You take a look at what they've done to our schools, our beautiful schools. We have to reform the far-left bar associations and stop the purge of conservative lawyers from major law firms. I will do whatever it takes to save our legal system among the greatest achievements of Western civilization from the Marxist barbarians who seek to destroy it. And we will do that. We will save it. Thank you very much. President Trump's plan has wide support. Attorney Mike Davis, for example, says he agrees with the president's plan to clean up the DOJ and to get rid of the Soros Stooges. Our guest today is Mike Davis, founder of the Title III Project. And Mike, it's great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. Let's talk law, politics, and the republic. A U.S. District Court judge denying Prosecutor Bragg his request for a temporary restraining order against the Judiciary Committee. Is that a win for the Judiciary Committee? Well, it's unsurprising to me because George Soros-funded Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's lawsuit against House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan is frivolous. And the fact that this District Court judge in New York City denied even a temporary restraining order tells us all we need to know. Congress has the absolute constitutional uh, responsibility, the duty here to investigate because Alvin Bragg is using federal funds to violate President Trump's constitutional rights, his equal protection and due process rights. They're misspending these federal funds on this Trump derangement indictment up in Manhattan instead of real crimes like rapes, murders, robberies, carjackings, burglaries. They're contorting federal election law to do this, uh, and they're unethically colluding with the Biden Justice Department, particularly this Matthew Colangelo, who Bragg uh, brought in from the Biden Justice Department. President Biden sent one of his top political appointees in the number three office at the Justice Department to go get Trump. Uh, this is after the prior Manhattan DA declined to bring charges against Trump based upon a bogus legal theory. The uh, Manhattan U.S. attorney de 
declined to bring these charges. The Federal Election Commission declined to bring these charges. Alvin Bragg himself, when he became the DA, declined to bring these charges. And then Bragg started taking heat from the left. A couple of his unethical prosecutors, including Mark Pomerantz, resigned in protest and wrote books unethically. And so uh, in order to protect his left flank, Bragg in December worked with the Biden administration to recruit this Matthew Colangelo to resuscitate this zombie case against Trump based upon okay. this bogus legal theory. And they have indicted a former president for the first time in American history who happens to be a presidential candidate, the leading presidential candidate against Biden. This is a malicious prosecution. It's election interference. Pomerantz is the, the subject of all of this interest on the part of the uh, of the Jordan committee. This is what do you think he will bring to uh, to the party? What information uh, and just how difficult will it be to get him to uh, respond to that subpoena and be forthright with the committee? Well, I don't think it's going to be difficult for Jordan to get people to come in. He There is a under the under the case law, Jim Jordan just has to show that he has a legitimate legislative purpose. Uh, in order to do oversight, and the Supreme Court has reaffirmed that many times. You can't do a you can't do a criminal prosecution from the House Judiciary Committee, but you can look at a legitimate legislative purpose, and that includes okay, uh, the the. Right. I, excuse me, Mike. I, I I wasn't asking about whether or not he had the authority to do uh, what he's doing. My question is, how difficult will it be to get Pomerantz in to testify and forthrightly? Well, I mean, it, 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 the courts should order him to testify. What will happen is, is Jordan will issue this subpoena, and if uh, the, this lawsuit that that Bragg just filed in New York will almost certainly get shot down, and so then Pomerantz needs, needs to decide whether he's going to respond to the subpoena or if he's going to object uh, or just ignore it. And if he objects or ignores it, Jim Jordan can look at two different routes to bring in Pomerantz. Number one, he could make a criminal referral to the Biden Justice Department for contempt of Congress. Uh, the Biden Justice Department will almost certainly not do anything about it, even though they prosecute contempt of Congress for the January 6th committee and uh, for Democrat committees. The second way that uh, Jordan can secure Pomerantz's testimony is to have the House authorize a civil action. Jordan files a civil lawsuit and a, George, a judge would order Pomerantz to come and testify and bring his documents. How long will that take? Uh, it, would you know, guess? It, it would, it would, you can move pretty quickly on the civil route. I, I, like I said, I don't think the Biden Justice Department will do anything on the criminal contempt route because it's so politicized and weaponized against uh, uh, Republicans and protecting Biden and his supporters. But I think you can get a, you can go to a court and get a a civil lawsuit filed and an injunction decided pretty quickly. I think that that could happen within several weeks. Well, good, because that's uh, that's what the Judiciary, uh, Judiciary Committee, the Oversight Committee, all of the committees, weaponization, uh, all of them are up against. We find out in the disclosure of these most recent documents, uh, special access, uh, th that's the way they began the, the Mar-a-Lago raid on President Trump's documents. Uh, has that ever been done in history? Well, that's unclear. I'll tell you that President Biden is absolutely the person who greenlighted uh, Merrick Garland's unnecessary, 
uh, unprecedented and un unlawful home raid on President Trump. And they did this by President Biden had to waive Trump's claim of executive privilege, and only the president can do that. So only President Biden can waive the claim of executive privilege for a former president. Biden was clearly on notice that that the, his Justice Department, Merrick Garland, was going to order this home raid. They went to this biased magistrate judge, Bruce Reinhardt, down in Florida, who had just recused six weeks prior uh, from a Trump civil lawsuit because of Reinhardt's clear judicial bias based upon uh, this this magistrate judge's Facebook post bashing Trump. Somehow this judicial bias magically disappeared, and Biden uh, sent Garland down to this biased judge to get this home raid, unconstitutional, illegal, unprecedented home raid on a former president uh, uh, that, remember, under the Presidential Records Act, former presidents are allowed to have their presidential records in the office of former president. That's why Congress gives former presidents federally funded uh, office space, federally funded secure office space called SCIFs, federally funded staff, federally funded staff with security clearances, and federally funded Secret Service protection to guard their records. It doesn't matter whether these presidential records are classified or not. Of course, many, many, many presidential records are classified just by the very nature of the job. So this was a bogus hit on President Trump ordered by Biden. And the reason I think that they did this is because I think uh, Biden got caught with his illegal stashes of classified records that he that Biden stole from the Senate and from the Obama White House, something he was absolutely not allowed to do under any statute, uh, and definitely not the Presidential Records Act. These were unguarded stashes of stolen classified records. And there's evidence from the New York Post's Miranda Devine that Hunter Biden may have used these stolen classified records to draft a 23-paragraph proposal to secure illegal Chinese and Ukrainian oligarch funding. So I think that this home raid that Biden green, uh, green-lighted against Trump was a distraction, a diversion from his own serious legal troubles. Uh, a, if you will, a... A, con a public uh, condition preceding to the discovery uh, that uh, would be announced on November 4th uh, to uh, to both the National Archives, uh, to the White House and Justice Department. Uh, they held it that long. Is that what you're saying? They, they held it for months. Remember, they knew that Biden had, Merrick Garland knew for several months that, that Biden had these stolen classified records. Garland Pollute it with Biden to cover it up. They let Garland lets Biden's own attorneys do the searches, the first four rounds of searches to find these records. Biden represented that they found them all. And then when this leaked out that Garland had this cozy arrangement, this illegal arrangement to cover up for Biden, and the uh, uh, Garland was uh, forced to appoint a special counsel. And then the FBI went in for the fifth round, and they found the stolen. Classified records in the fifth round. This is a complete cover-up by Biden and Garland's. And yeah. the fact that they sent in the FBI home raid to go after Trump and the office of former president and the heavily guarded uh, off, uh, in Mar-a-Lago, I, I think was a total deflection, a diversion. We're going to talk about that diversion when we come back from these quick messages from our sponsor, Mike. We're going to talk about your thoughts about whether President Biden actually had to uh, remove President Trump's 
executive privilege before that raid? And if so, just how unprecedented would that have been? We're talking with Mike Davis. Please stay with us. He's the head of the Article 3 Project. We're coming right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back now talking with Mike Davis, the founder of the Article 3 Project. And Mike, I want to turn to the issue of that raid on President Trump's documents in Mar-a-Lago. How in the world could the FBI have done that without President Biden stripping, if it's even legal to do so, stripping President Trump of his overall executive privilege? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the executive privilege uh, is a privilege that we've had for 250 years, going back to George Washington, where presidents can get candid advice from their advisors and not have to worry about that advice going to Congress or grand juries. It's to protect the presidency, to make sure that they can get advice without being embarrassed by what the advice is given to the president. And Congress has speech or debate clause, a similar privilege. The judiciary has a similar privilege for their judges getting advice. This protects the separation of powers. And Biden eviscerated that in many instances during his presidency against President Trump to get President Trump. And in order for the uh, the FBI to work with the archives to go get these records from President Trump down in Mar-a-Lago with this unprecedented, unnecessary, uh, illegal home raid on a former president, Biden had to waive executive privilege. Biden had to waive President Trump's claim of executive privilege to do this. So Biden the, absolutely knew what he was ordering. He knew what he was doing. He didn't care what he was doing. And he didn't care about the fact that no other president in American history had ever done that. So where in the world, how was he convinced that he had any authority whatsoever, lawful authority, to do what he did? Well, I mean, that's a good question. There's there's actually, uh, there's two different theories. There's There's a theory that the current president decides if former presidents get to keep their executive privilege or not. But the I, the better legal argument is presidents get to keep their executive privilege after they leave the office, because otherwise the, the executive privilege would become meaningless. If, if your political rival can win the White House after you won and then just get rid of your claim of executive privilege, you don't have executive privilege, and that damages the presidency. So, so, why, so why isn't that being argued by the president's attorneys? Why wasn't that argued on August 9th, for crying out loud, immediately by his attorneys in federal court uh that's a very good question lou and i'm I'm not trump's attorney so i don't know but i would say this that um regardless of what trump's attorneys argued the justice department has a duty here the justice department 
protects the presidency. The Justice Department is not the president's attorney. So for the for the Garland Justice Department to not make these arguments on behalf of the presidency shows that Garland has politicized and weaponized the Justice Department to protect Biden, his sleazy son Hunter, his brother James, and and uh, you know, and while he's weaponizing, while Garland is weaponizing the Justice Department to get Trump, get Trump's top advisors, get Trump's supporters. Remember, Biden waived legitimate claims of executive privilege by Trump's White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, his trade director, Peter Navarro, his outside presidential advisor, Steve Bannon, even Trump's counsel to the president, Pat Cipollone. This is a pattern by Biden where he's eviscerating 250 years of executive privilege to get Trump uh, and it's it's very, very damaging to the presidency. But we've as we've seen over and over again, Biden doesn't give a damn about this country or the presidency. He cares about lining his own pockets. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hope that everyone listening to us today uh, is just focusing on what you're saying about executive privilege, uh, about attorney-client privilege, about the presidential privileges that have existed for 240-plus years, we are watching a president who, without challenge from the Republican Party, has eviscerated, as you say, those privileges. The Department of Justice has acted wantonly in absolute disregard, not only of the law, but of the founding uh, values of this nation and the Constitution. And we haven't heard a peep from Kevin McCarthy or Mitch McConnell or any one of the Republican leaders, the president protests, but he's been protesting now in his eighth year of political persecution that has gone on unabated, unimpaired by anyone with the courage and the integrity to stand up against these foul Marxist Dems who run the Democrat Party and and this administration. Mike, we're well past uh, talking about weaponization. This is a government that now is under the control of Marxist Dems who mean to do great harm to this nation and to anyone who stands up for its values uh, and for our national standards. Uh, we have to, the Republican Party has to get beyond their dithering, don't they? And quickly. 100%, Lou, and I'll tell you what, the only way that, look, they've crossed the Rubicon. These Democrats have crossed the Rubicon uh, when when they when you have the Soros funded Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg indicting a former president and leading presidential candidate for the first time in American history based upon bogus trumped up charges previously passed over by the Manhattan DA's office, the U.S. Attorney, the Federal Election Commission, and Bragg himself, and then Biden sends one of his top political hatchet men from the Justice Department to resuscitate the zombie case. We have crossed the Rubicon. And, I don't know how we come back from this, Lou, but I'll tell you what needs to happen is these Republican state attorneys general, these Republican DAs, these Republican prosecutors need to get creative immediately. We need to give Democrats a healthy dose of their own medicine. That is the only way we're going to end this lawfare by the Democrats against the Republicans. And if people on our side, if, if Republicans are stupid enough to think that this is going to end when Trump goes away. They are dangerously naive. This will never end. Remember, these are the same Marxist Democrats who went after Brett Kavanaugh, right out of central casting from the Bush administration, from the D.C. swamp. To me, it's appalling that the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court himself, John Roberts, has not taken action 
to protect those justices. Uh, he is. Nothing, we still don't know who even leaked the uh, the Dobbs uh, case uh, opinion, do we? Uh, we don't. And I, I mean, it's it's pretty. So so so, so let's so let's let's really get honest here. The, the courts are part of the problem. They are they are corrupt. Uh, in this country, they are ignoring the Constitution, the law, the well-being, the safety of their own justices, let alone the the extraordinarily perverse and evil and vicious conduct of the D.C. Circuit judges who are uh, standing over those political prisoners from January 6th. Uh, is that not correct? Is that not a correct statement? Well, I mean, I do think that, that there are many federal judges in D.C. Uh, that have been appointed by both political parties, the uniparty in D.C. These federal judges are too political and they're not following the law like they should. And uh, and, and that's dangerous. But Mike, I mean, may I interrupt you? I'm sorry. Not following the law. There are American citizens rotting in D.C. prisons under the Federal Bureau of Prisons care who are being abused, who are being absolutely tortured uh, in in complete disregard of their rights. They, these judge, judges, these prosecutors are spitting on their rights, and we are helpless to free them from the ensnarement of these Marxist Dems who are sadistic and vicious as they can be. They are a disgrace to the federal bench. They are a disgrace to federal prosecutors and a, and the law and constitution of this country. They're not not following the law. They're breaking the law. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I mean, just look at what happened with the the Horn Man, the guy who got sentenced to forty one months in prison because he went on the Senate floor with his Horn Man costume and took selfies. The The Biden Justice Department illegally withheld exculpatory evidence from this guy showing that the Capitol Police escorted Horn Man around the, the Capitol. That's not a violent insurrectionist to me. That is a misguided goofball who the police escorted onto the Senate floor and the Biden Justice Department illegally withheld this exculpatory evidence and sent this guy to 41 months in prison. But but they, he's not on trial here. The fact is, he, the justices of the Supreme Court are on trial here because they're not acting. The Supreme, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is not acting. We're watching Merrick Garland, Joe Biden, and all of his henchmen, Marxist Dems all, torturing American citizens without response from the American people, the Republican Party, from the veterans groups. There ought to be hell to pay for treating American citizens this way. And so far, there's a yawn uh, and a, you know, just a milquetoast response from the legal profession. The legal profession in this country, well, we're going to take up the legal profession here in just a moment. We're coming right back with Mike Davis. We're going to be talking about the the role of the legal profession in what has turned out to be, uh, well, it looks like a legal insurrection against the United States. We'll be talking with Mike Davis when we return. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're talking with Mike Davis, and I want to turn, Mike, if I may, first to why the legal profession is permitting this uh, extraordinary uh, criminal conduct on the part of its own uh, its own profession. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Lewis, because we have a politicized and weaponized Biden Justice Department. That's very clear. And we have these political uniparty judges in Washington, D.C. who are allowing this to happen. They don't have the there, back- uh, just... Mike, I'm sorry. I, I, I You say uniparty. I've got to quibble with you. These are Marxists. These are Marxist Democrats who've taken over their party. They control most of the federal government. Why would we not say what is? Well, I agree with you. I mean, I think the Democrat-appointed judges are largely Marxist, and I think the Republican-appointed judges are largely cowards who go along with this because they're so fearful of standing up for unpopular defendants like January 6th defendants. That's their job as a federal judge is to protect the constitutional rights of the least popular among us. Those are the people who need the constitutional protections the most. And remember, these Democrat-appointed judges don't, you know, these Democrat lawyers, these Democrat-appointed judges have no problem defending, you know, international terrorists in Gitmo, sending their best lawyers from the best law firms to provide their pro bono services to these international terrorists in Gitmo or child molesters or child rapists. But if it's a misguided goofball who trespassed and took selfies on the Senate floor on January 6th, they're treated as the enemy of the people. Yeah, and I'm I'm starting to get protective of the, the man you're calling uh, goofball. We call him the uh, the the shaman. Uh, he was having fun. Uh, that's very clear. I, I I personally think that's in the spirit of America, uh, for our citizens to do as they wish to have even fun on the Capitol grounds. There is no need to kneel uh, before the august uh, power of the federal government and behave as if uh, you have no sense of humor. Uh, we've had entirely too much of that. I hope that we have more uh, goofballs who can uh, roam the Capitol at, uh, you know, at their, uh, whenever they go to see their con- congressman or senator. Uh, it's American to me as, uh, well, I guess the word is apple pie. Uh, let, let's talk about this, though, because it's getting to be very serious. Uh, it is a very serious issue. The command of the language. And that command of the language is, and I've, and I've quibbled with you today, and I apologize for that, but the word Democrat, the word, uh, you know, Marxist dim, that phrasing, that's who they are. That's what their philosophy is. That's what their ideology is. And they are controlling this impaired president. This, this man is nothing more than a cardboard cutout uh, who's sitting in the Oval Office right now, or as he is now in Ireland. For what reason, we don't know, because he wouldn't take questions. When 
will the legal profession start paying attention to the requirement for honest, straightforward, plain-spoken English? Yeah, I mean, I think that we've lost the legal profession, though, unfortunately. We're, we're not dealing with our parents or, or grandparents' Democrat Party anymore. These are not liberals who love America and just disagree with conservatives on the best way to get there. These are leftists. These are Marxists. They hate they hate equality. They believe in equity. They hate free speech. They believe in censorship under the guise of protecting Americans somehow from misinformation and disinformation that oftentimes ends up being true. They hate due process. They believe in Me Too. They believe in politicized and weaponized justice systems, right? These are evil people, and Republicans are too weak and stupid to recognize this. I think there are some of the conservatives who are waking up to this, but certainly not enough Republicans, particularly Republican politicians in Washington, D.C. I just have to say, I I think Jim Jordan, uh, James Comer, uh, the the group that are charging ahead, trying to find out what's going on, investigating like hell, they're doing an amazing job. You talk about the Senate and you're talking about lapdogs of the left. Uh, it's it's that straightforward. But I think we have to be careful with language. It isn't just Republicans. Just as when I talk about Marxist Dems, I mean most Democrats. But I mean within the Republican Party, there is a spirit uh, to to change what is happening in Washington. But I, I don't think the Republican Party broadly, to your point, understands this is a war. I, I'll be honest with you, Mike. I don't think you quite understand This is a war with Marxist Democrats and the deep state. And if I'm misspeaking, you tell me, because I'm telling you, I just really think it's time for the legal profession. If you don't have faith in the legal profession, what are we laymen supposed to do? The American people are being told that their government, uh, we're their enemy. And you know what? It's pretty clear. The Justice Department, the FBI, they don't give a damn about citizens. They don't give a damn about the Constitution. They've trampled us. They've trampled a president. We're now in our eighth year of political persecution. This is a damn war. No, I, I, Lou, I agree with you completely. And if you, all you have to do is go look at my record over the last four years screaming about this at the top of my lungs, being ostracized, kicked off Twitter five times. I've been talking about the Marxist left with BLM, with COVID, with pronouns, with the left's tactics that they're using, their subversive tactics to destroy our country for years. And I'm glad that Republicans are starting to finally wake up to this. I've been, look, I think that James Comer is doing a fantastic job. I've been a, I was a huge critic of Jim Jordan for many years because I thought he was Google's water boy on too many of these big tech fights. I was his critic when he started this weaponization committee. I've actually become a fan of Jim Jordan. I've actually been praising him quite a bit over the last Good. month because he, he's finally seeing it. He's finally using power. He's using the subpoena power. He's, 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 he's fighting back against the Marxist left. And I agree with you, Lou, if people don't understand that we are dealing with evil on the other side, we are dealing with subversive Marxist evil who are trying to divide and conquer our country. If people don't see that, they are incredibly naive. They're dangerous. Now we're talking, and God bless you, I, but we have got to use that language. The, the truth demands it. And if we can't speak truth, and if we can't preserve the First Amendment, 
as you well know, all is lost in this country. And we have, whether it's in civil courts or criminal courts, we have rights just being torn asunder and without so much as a peep from the the so-called bar. Uh, and people have to understand that the legal department, the legal department, the legal uh, profession in this country uh, is uh, is in chaos. It really is. And I don't know, as you said earlier, uh, whether it's uh, retrievable either. I, I'm not particularly interested in retrieving lawyers from the from the hell they're creating for for every American. I don't think right now for most Americans in this country, they don't have constitutional rights. They don't have legal rights because you know what? If they go to court, they've got to have they've got to have a lot of money to afford legal counsel. That's a daggum shame. Uh, that just isn't what America's supposed to be about. And I know there are public defenders. There are, but you've got to be charged with something. They don't have any way in a civil court or, uh, in my opinion, a criminal court to to stand a chance against big law, uh, big corporate America, big government. Uh, we always give our guests the last word here. Mike, your thoughts as we conclude, and thanks for being with us. Always great to talk with you. Yeah, Lou, and I agree with everything you just said. These law schools have always been leftist training camps. The legal profession's always been, has always leaned left, but now it's just completely taken over by the left. And a big part of this is big law. These big law firms have uh, get so much pressure to be woke and they have they have these woke marxists who go to these corporations and say look if this law firm represents this conservative client or this conservative cause we want you to stop doing business with that law firm they use cancel culture with the corporate clients and the law firms and so conservatives uh republican causes can't get the lawyers that they need president trump couldn't even get lawyers after the 2020 elections because all the law firms canceled him. If you're a billionaire uh, sitting president of the United States and you have the left canceling you so you can't even get lawyers as a billionaire president, just imagine the rest of the conservatives out there. The, the legal profession has been corrupted. It's been destroyed by the Marxist left, and I agree with you completely. Mike Davis, thanks for being with us here today. And on that on that point of agreement, uh, I'll just say you're a great American. We're delighted that uh, you're with us here, and we want you back uh, soon, if you would. And uh, good luck with all that you're involved in, particularly the Article Three project, focusing on judges, conservative judges, uh, and the ways in which we can perhaps regain at least a significant uh, uh, hold on our judiciary. Uh, it's a tough fight, but one that uh, Mike is uh, leading, and we appreciate your efforts. Uh, thanks for being with us here on The Great America Show, Mike. God bless you. Thank you, Lou. God bless you. Mike Davis, a great American, and here with us tomorrow, another great American, former top Defense Department official under President Trump, top DOJ official. Please join us here tomorrow when Cash Patel is our guest. Till then, thanks for being with us, and have a great day. God bless you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.